April 18th, 2021. Pull up to the bumper. It's Coffee House brought to us generously by fourculture.com. And with me, as always, is my my stuffy compadre in crime, Anne Marie. I hate trees, D. Just let's just get a good sniff and a snort. I hate them. Mm, I know. Yeah. This, is, this is just bad news. We're having it's some beautiful. allergies. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. But no, no. We are no. having some allergies up in the coffee house today. April. April. My head feels like a cantaloupe that's been like stepped on by an elephant. How's that for oh. illustration? Oh yeah, you're so you're feeling a bit pureed today. I am. I am. And then I woke up like with a kink in the neck. Oh, yes, of course. Because I slept well, but that means I slept unconsciously, which means kink in the neck. You you slept dumb. (laughs) I slept dumb, yes. Arm twisted, neck twisted. You ever sleep with your ear folded? No, never. I did once, and it just stayed with me. It it hurts. I have a thing about ears. (laughs) My own, (laughs) particularly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not a fetish, I swear. Now, it I don't I never liked people touching my ears or them moving into positions in which they were not intended. Mm, okay. Okay. You know, especially folded because people used to, you know, just to be funny, they'd like fold their ears and stuff. It hurts. It's a painful situation. So no, I would Man. never. I don't think I could be unconscious enough. I'd have to be on, you know, put to sleep. To be sleeping on my ear folded. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to set yourself up as a mischief. They're going to tape your ears down. Oh, my God. Yeah, all that stuff. Like taping your nose back, taping your ears down to be funny. Ain't funny, man. It's not funny. Yeah, it was a thing to like put tape all over your face. What the hell was wrong with us? (laughs) See, before iPhones and things, we had like nothing to do. Yeah, (laughs) we would do prank calls and tape ourselves and put rubber bands around our head. (laughs) What the hell? All sorts of things. We ate glue because we didn't have Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying to recover from both like sinuses and sinus headache and twisted neck syndrome and. God knows what. You're going to be okay. We're going to pull through because it's April and it is Autism Acceptance Month. It is. And I thought, what a great topic. I don't know how I feel about <laughs> acceptance. Yeah, that's. I just found out yesterday that it's not or awareness. Even awareness. Like, mm. I just, I don't know. I thought it was Awareness Month, but I found out when doing research that it was Autism Acceptance Month. I would prefer education. Yes. I always prefer education over all things. Always. But this is an interesting yeah, topic just... because I found out. I, I mean, I think I was or am. I don't think you ever stopped being autistic. But I think you're able to, I guess, depending on where you are on the spectrum, you're yeah. able to conform a bit due to your own training. and yes, You can work with it. Adaptions and whatever. So for the listeners who do not know, the definition is a persistent differences in communication, interpersonal relationships, and social interaction across different environments. And in 2018, the CDC issued a report that said one in every 59 in the United States has some form of autism. One out of every 59. That's interesting. Which was twice as great, greater than 2004, which was one in 125. So they're finding more and more that everybody has this. A lot of people have this. But then if everybody they, if everybody yeah. has it, doesn't that mean that everybody's normal? I think they never looked for it before. Mm. That's why we're seeing different ratios today. It's just that it was just a you're different. We push it off to the side. Well, and we're all told back in our day to, you know, deal with it. Just buck it up, man. Well, there's certain things that you do. You have social norms. What's normal? I mean, I, my I have stories from stories from ancient Greece. 
Oh. In my husband's family where people were forced to, if you're left-handed, no, we have to teach you to be right-handed so you could fit in. Somewhere I just saw that. Somebody had that on like a documentary or something was how many, or, or it was a tweet was about, oh, uh, someone was complaining about, you know, how many transgender people they're now finding because they're looking. <laughs> but <laughs> but yes. that was what they said was, well, how many left-handed people existed before in a time where they were told that they had to force themselves to learn to be right-handed. Same with all this other stuff is if you're autistic and you can deal with it, you're going to have to deal with it and conform yourself. It's all about fitting in. It's all about fitting going in. unnoticed. That's all of today's show. It's Not all about drawing that. attention to yourself. Son yeah. of a bitches. And, yeah. and then I just, I hate that as, as just a person, but then knowing these things, cause there is a, an argument that you could say like, well, am I just, am I just me? Because like ADHD, that could just be a child. When the, when a kid is diagnosed with ADHD, they could just be a kid. They don't have to That's have true. a thing. They might just be that childlike brain. In a childlike person, imagine that, just Listen, being a child. It's, it's diagnosed generally at school. Not everyone can sit at a desk. Not, oh. People don't learn the same way. I mean, these are questions the special education community faces mm. all the time. And if I was... And I don't have an answer. If I was diagnosed back then, I would have probably been... They would definitely have said ADHD, at least, because of the attention span. So if they gave me meds for that and turned me into a zombie... Would I have ever turned into the artist D? I don't know. But some of this stuff I think is very, I mean, to me, as far as the um, body posturing, because some of the symptoms are facial expressions, body posturing, abnormal. I mean, what's, <laughs> we'll be talking about that too. What is normal? But the abnormal know. body posturing, and I'm air quoting because all, all y'all can see me. <laughs> abnormal body posturing and facial expressions which i don't know i don't know what that means i don't know what that is because you know it just means it not the people that when they were making this list d the group of people that were making this list didn't have those particular right. expressions they were sitting up Therefore, straight and the other dude it's not wasn't. normal yeah mm. <laughs> that's all much, it is much like this one abnormal tone of voice <laughs> oh, that's that's any Italian family. Yes, and any uh, you know, very glittery gay man. <laughs> and that's not <laughs> that shouldn't be a a checkbox, just because the boy doesn't have a deep voice or the girl doesn't have a girly voice. And suddenly they're autistic. Well, that probably that has probably to do with self regulation. Can you be quiet in a quiet environment? Mm. Oh, can you? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> You know, no, I can't. No, I can in the in the library. But yet, that's... and for all these things, we're listing it's a big spectrum of everything. Yeah, no, gotta remember totally, that. Yeah, and and that's I think more of of what I'd like to explain is like the spectrum where there's the functional like myself, and even like semi-functional. There's there's just a large swath of people that they just have little twitches of this stuff going on but then there are people like you know it's literally uh, Im impeding their motor skills right. it's like it's over and that's the next symptom is avoidance of eye contact which is a big one that i feel is like a brain thing because i always did that was you don't look you're talking to somebody and you don't look at them you're much more, much more comfortable looking at the side um, around the room. You're not avoiding them or ignoring them, but you're just talking and you don't want to, for some reason, you don't want to look at them. Oddly, there's no reason to it in my head. Like there's no reason why I don't want to look at you, but that's I feel, a characteristic yeah. of many things though. Yeah. But it, I, it's, yeah. it's, hey. and that's something I've had to train myself to not do. But very much like that is a brain motor thing where I would prefer to fall back to just glancing away the whole time. And now I've known okay. people, I've known people, though, that I don't know if they don't know it 
or they just don't care or, or it's just who they are. Cause you know, whatever. But I now known people that literally look away the whole time or maybe I'm noticing, maybe I'm noticing it more now myself because I'm looking at them and I wasn't before. Well, you're probably, maybe you're checking yourself. Well, this yeah. person's looking this yeah. way yeah, because and, you're aware uh, of what you're doing. And I finally understand how um, strange that is to have someone carry on like an hour conversation with you across from the table and not look at you. It's very odd. But once you get used to it, it's, it's okay. It's kind of cool. I don't want anybody looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. Like the, I would prefer these things to be normal. I totally would. If we could just not talk to each, not look at each other while talking, that would be great. But maybe they're more normal than we think. I mean, I, just, yes. I really have a problem with whoever yes. the hell came up with the list that yeah. we all have to follow. Yeah. We should think that, you know, that's why it is the way it is. It's, is because it's all a those black people. and white list of, you know, this is how it has to be. Because 40, 50, 100 years ago, they decided what normal people were because they were the loudest people in the room. And they all just uh, said, I don't like that. And they all were like, well, I guess this is normal. Only because that's what they saw. Least, it's anything that draws attention to you. Is mm-hmm. It's frowned upon. You, you, know, you don't yeah. do anything to, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just really bothered by this yeah. whole list of things. <laughs> yes, behavioral disturbances. Exactly. That's what you just said. Is that said. what that yeah. is? I don't behavioral know. Behavioral disturbances. Uh, deficits in language can't I don't think they're disturbances, no. Dean. This no. is my, I, I don't no. think it's a problem. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. And these other ones, like it's, it's so the, the symptom list is so fluffy. Like it could just be a, a, a certain amount of things like deficits in language comprehension. Now that's a thing. That's, but I think that's right. like something else. <laughs> that's, that's something else to address completely outside of whether you're looking at someone while you're talking to them or causing a disturbance. Uh, and I guess children have a delay in learning to speak uh, flat, monotonous speech. Now, see, that okay. something I've always had. But that has done me very well in business because I'm always the calm one. And even if I'm not the calm one, they don't know I'm not the calm one because I have a flat and monotonous, mon- monotonous, sorry, monotonous speech. So that's a good thing. Okay. Can, you know, see? Come in handy. Which is, I think, is like a lot of this came in handy because it fueled all of my greatness, really. Well, sure, why not? Because, like, all of the behavioral stuff taught me what was so called not normal. So then I had to pretend to be normal. So that was like a skill I learned. You learn how to posture your body, you learn how to control the tone of your voice, you force yourself to look at people because that's what normal people do. You don't talk in the library. Your language problems as childhood are things then you work on to overcome. So then you become more of a a pro at it, basically, right? It just becomes a thing you do. It's an extra step yeah. Yeah. when and every time you have to communicate. And the inappropriate or coexist. Social, inappropriate social interaction. <laughs> a lot of repetition here they're repeating themselves clearly they are also autistic lack lack of (laughs) empathy that could help that's half our world i don't know (laughs) lack of understanding social cues that's now i think that's okay that's the weird thing is like we're we're becoming maybe we're becoming autistic because of social media because we will soon not understand social cues whatsoever because we're used to, you know, looking at the phone, talking. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Abs- yeah. It would be interesting to see what this year does to our children and whatnot yeah. in about 10 years. Yeah. What have we picked up? What have we abandoned? Well, I was just listening to something right before this where there was a uh, some author that was talking about uh, the need for social interaction and how technology will never, you know, replace that. And she said she had interviewed someone who said he insists on doing all of his communication over 
uh, the internet. Like he will not talk on the phone. He will not talk to someone in person. And when she drilled down, he said, well, the problem with communicating face to face or on the phone is that you don't know what the person's going to say. And that is terrifying yeah. to this person, at least. So he could not, well, you know, he had no option. It's, it is literally a, a, a discourse, a back and forth. He is re- yeah, he's required to react yeah. immediately. Yes. And he's not prepared to do that. Yeah, he's not prepared to edit himself. He can't edit himself on the fly. So he and, he and he has no out, you know, when you're in a conversation, there's no nice way to just say, well, I got to go. Sorry. Or, you know, that, in, yeah, Internet drop social skills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, camera's not working. Don't know why. I, I just think it's really interesting. It is. Well, we have this notion that, you know, uh, any type of disability or any type of difference doesn't mean you're a, you could be a successful person. Which is odd because I think from my point of view, that makes more of a successful person than anything. I think the ones who are allegedly damaged, those are the CEOs and the rich people because they, they had that extra something. Sure. Just read any biography. They're yeah, all I, like crazy. I agree. Yeah. They're, they're, they had a horrible childhood of, uh, you know, some sort of so-called disability that they had to overcome. And so all these but things. Is it a disability? You know, it's not a disability. You know, it's, we're it's we're talking about yeah. you know, the high functioning folks. I mean, yeah. I, I want to yeah. keep stressing that yes. because the lower functioning is a whole different animal to me, I think. That's just right. different. Yeah, that's that's something that's that literally, like I said, the motor function is impaired, disabling them. Like, literally, they, they can't get the word out. We're talking about the kids who are just unable to adapt to their environment. They no social skills. They end up creating a video game empire. Yes, exactly. It's amazing. <laughs> exactly. And also with the lower functioning as well or higher, either one. If we lived in a place where we didn't need an excuse of what's wrong with somebody that that they're acting like this because of this diagnosis, yeah. <laughs> it would be so much easier to just treat them like they're a person because I, I don't, and I've noticed that now that I have this kind of false diagnosis about myself, like this explain this, this describes me autism describes me and some of the things that people think are strange about me. And just this week, somebody said we were talking a long friend, friendly conversation about it. And uh, known this person forever. And they said, well, you're right. You are. You do tick all those boxes. And now that I know that, I I kind of understand you better. And that was just so weird to me. Because why should you need like this scientific yeah. explanation? <laughs> why isn't it no, just, it, you know, D is D, you know? It's what we always talk about. It just puts you in a box. Yeah. You were unable to be fit into a box before, but now you're in this autism box. Yes. And and suddenly, like, people are like, oh, well, now I understand you. I can, like, you can treat me yeah. some sort of way. Understand is the wrong word. Yeah, that was a bad word, yeah. <laughs> but you've been put, no, you've been categorized, and yeah. people like categories. Because I would just put that as, you know, like my friend who looks at the wall while they're talking to me for two hours. That's just them. That's just what they do. And I mean, and I have had people that a lot of people do that. I mean, especially when you're in my circle, you just have to accept that the artist D is acting like the artist D. That's that's the diagnosis. And you learn, <laughs> you learn how to you, we always learn how to deal with our friends and communicate with our friends and our people. You would hope so. Yeah, sure. Hope, yeah. And I think about somebody who's a, a really, really bad, for lack of better words, stutterer. Like, really, like, really, you know, uh, cannot get words out. You have to wait a long time to kind of get the whole sentence together. And I didn't think about that person, like, what's wrong with you? I just figured you stutter, so I'm going to be more patient and listen and wait. 
So I'm just, I just know how to communicate with you better. I don't think, you but know, I think, he doesn't leave yeah, and I'm not he, like, what is, what is he? But, but figuring out why they stutter <laughs> helps you figure out how to react. Mm, okay. Are you going to just get aggravated with this person? Or are you going to show some sympathy because they have A, B, and C, mm. which I think is messed up. That too. is messed up. Yeah. Cause you should just give them that automatically. Because we are so tied up into what is normal, what society dictates. Normal, yes, yeah, and like like this next uh, symptom: not engaging with play, in play with peers. As far as like children playing together, I saw something else about like not being, uh, kind of like not giving a shit about pretending. Like when children feed their dolls or have tea parties yeah. with their dolls, an autistic kid will be like, "That's ridiculous." And that was me. I'm like, I'm not feeding that. There's, I'm not feeding it because you're not. <laughs> I was very you're a realist. Like I had, I had that pretend world like in my head and like I did play like that. But when I got together with other people and they were like, okay, here's a doll. Let's feed it. I'm like, well, we're not feeding the doll. Why are we? Or is that a creativity why? issue? It just was a different avenue mm. that just it, it right, didn't right. suit you. Right. Different, different art different things totally and that's a loner thing too is what's wrong with being a loner and that's they always said that was a horrible thing that's me nobody understands why i love being alone but we're artists and that's what we do and and a preoccupation with specific topics well that's everyone and uh the pile of books next to me at all times but that's yeah, not, but I don't think <laughs> when you ask me, why am I voraciously reading? The re, the answer is I need to get all this information in before I die. And I don't have all, you know, all the time in the world. So Ooh, look at you. Let's, let's get going here. I got to learn all this stuff. So you can go yeah. on Jeopardy and <laughs> kick some ass. It's really, that's hilarious that like, I want to absorb all this information before I die and I'm going to die. Where it's going to, where it's going to go. I don't know. And the stutter and any, and any stuttering with me has always been like, my brain is moving so fast that Mm -hmm. my mouth can't keep up. Sure. So I, I don't think about it. You know, it's not a problem. For me. Not a physical problem. <laughs> Not for me. Yes. <laughs> it's just, I want to tell you everything. It's kind of like that book, you know, like really big book. And how do you get all that in quickly? You wouldn't be able to. So you'd be skipping all over the place. And that's all that happened to me. I don't have any like, I don't know, sometimes there's like ticks, like facial ticks. But it's almost like an overload of information. Like my brain is trying to get it out so quickly that I'll suddenly like twitch. Hmm. That's fun. Got to pay attention to you now. It's Set up fun. the camera. <laughs> it's also part of the caffeinated waking up process too. Oh, girl. I noticed that I the other day. It, I was having a meeting and I was like just had the coffee and I started to be like twitchy. And it was like I'm turning on. Like the, the robot is like firing. <laughs> You're powering up. That's all. It's okay. Yes. It's all good. Yeah, but be oh, careful with all these lists and whatever, because you're yeah. going to end up putting yourself in a box. I'm I'm not interested in the box. That's we don't like I, boxes. No, we don't like boxes. And all of these, they're just normal. We're repetitive behaviors, self-abusive behaviors, sleep disturbances, social withdrawal, unusual reactions in social settings. Using odd words or phrases. Fuck off. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) I need to know who made the friggin' social norm list. Really, I want to know how it began. I have to research this. Well, they always go back to the D... um, Ah, it's not here. Damn. Oh, here. Yeah, the the, the DSM. Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. American Psychiatric Association. And this is the stupid book that they've been using forever that used to say... They came that, up with a few know, issues, uh, yeah. That gay, <laughs> that gay people were, you know, sick and evil and mentally disturbed and transgender and all that. So this is the same book that they just keep amending year after year. Go figure. Yes. All right. 
Yeah. And then there was the Asperger's disorder, which is a more mild. I, I looked the difference up just in case, and it's it's a more mild autistic display. And apparently more uh, prevalent in males. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And it was described. Is it? Or they're not looking for it in females. Right. I mean, it's just. Uh... Or, or are they calling the thing they see in females something else? <laughs> Why not? The need to put everybody in a box. Yeah. And this was in the 1940s. So, you know, do you know what was happening in the 1940s? Yeah. When was the last time this book was updated? It keeps getting amended. I mean, I recall just, a DSM-3 you know, yeah. or something when I was in college. That was 20-something years ago. And I think I just saw it was five now. So that's not too many numbers. Man. <laughs> there should be a, a 35 by now. DSM-5. Yeah, they create the standard. We keep that standard for decades all right i guess that's the most recent one is the dsm-5 okay it's terrible okay Ugh. all right all right yeah 1940s was asperger's who observed autism-like behaviors and difficulties within boys who had normal intelligence and language development which is why that sounded a little bit more like my box if we were giving me one because i've got fabulous intelligent language development but Everything else is there. High-functioning autism. Yes. Okay. But, you know, if people need that to know and to understand that there's... They remind themselves, though. Yeah, that, that's what they do. They remind themselves that I need to be open-minded when communicating with another person. So, even though you should do that anyway, yeah. but go ahead use this if we have like. to have that why right yeah the why yeah because it is too much bordering on excuses and crutches because not only for the people that have something or may have something but then the people who are treating them like they have something and when i looked up autism awareness month on youtube there's just like all these little clips and nobody's talking about what it is and nobody's talking about how you deal with it or how you talk about it. Some people were saying, I don't want to use it as a crutch, but I think it depends on, uh, you know, the, the, the variation of what's affecting you, the age, the everything mm -hmm. you, you yeah. can't, there is no yeah. set guideline yeah. for this. So that would be my message to people with this or diagnosed with this is, you know, don't certainly don't let it, uh, stop you it should actually improve you it could make you who you it's are it's just part of you it's just who you are mr rogers it just is that's our wonderful I'm thinking message of mr rogers changing changing his shoes i was thinking his of sweaters. his sweater <laughs> <laughs> we've trailed off see that like see it's that. like oh but it was like it was really like wow i missed yeah, that i missed that too <laughs> <laughs> i did just have a mr rogers moment where i'm thinking like i like you just because you're you and that's where we well, need shouldn't to that be. be the way it is it is it should but this I mean, horrible, come on. horrible horrific world just does not allow it to be and all those things i mean that's the thing that we've all grown up with Everything people hate you for or say is your disability turns into your greatest asset. Well, sure. It's probably not even a disability to begin with. Right. It's not. And it's not because it was not a norm. Norm. Social Friggin' norms. Norms, which is all based on everything. We do so many things because we just think it's normal. I don't like it. What are some of the things that come to your They're mind? They're expectations, you know? Yeah. I don't like it. There's some great lift lists we found of social norms. And these are things that uh, you never uh, think you about. Know, but uh, it's like, okay, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. It, it. it says norms provide order in society. Okay. But Why? Why do we need that kind of order in society? We need order in social relationships and to make sense of understanding of each other's actions. 
<laughs> Don't act a certain way because Mary Jane's not going to understand. All right. Then I don't think, you know, Mary Jane needs to hang out with me. Oh, see, yes. People could. I really have a problem with it all. People stop associating with you. You may lose your job. You can get sent out of your homeowners association. You might end (laughs) up alone. (laughs) And, yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. One of them is chewing with your mouth closed. We don't think about that. This is a, we just a do it, important I guess, yeah. social norm. Well, well, we teach our children not mm-hmm. to chew with their mouths closed. Because otherwise you draw attention. Right. Everything's drawing attention. Just weird. And that's, this is where what comes into play is what disgusts, literally disgusts, other people because they were raised to be disgusted by it. Such as right. chewing with your mouth closed. Those who have been trained heavily to close their mouth will recoil in disgust over somebody who does not. And it will in fact, like disturb them, make them ill because of it. And, and like recoil away from that person when really all of that, that they just experienced was a construct of which they were taught. Right. That's it. Whenever Jesus. anybody said, like, I, you know, we grew up with that, especially in our time, that like instant clucking of the tongue and the gasping and like, oh, you can't, you can't do that. That's a, that's a great phrase of my, my upbringing. You can't do that. Why not? Well, no, nobody does that. Because it draws attention <laughs> to you. <laughs> Unpleasant odors. It's another social norm. This one made me think. Well, I just just think of history. You know, everyone used to stink. Yeah. Back in the day, (laughs) everyone stunk, right? Medieval times. When did we, you know, I guess soaps became a thing and and deodorants and that became the new acceptance. But like, how did that happen? That's a really good question. I mean, everybody stunk. I mean, it's the... And like the Romans, I mean, they like bathed in perfume and things. So like... Somewhere, sometime, somebody was like, we stink. But yet, you know, we do. You don't know you stink (laughs) if everybody stinks, according to all this social norm business. Right. We all do. So why are we not embracing that? Especially like. I think, is this money? So the the companies came out and said, look, I'm going to make this soap. And. Oh, that could be. Is it like the breakfast is your most important meal of the day because the cereal industry decided it was so and we, we made it normal? It's true. Oh. It's true. I don't know. Damn it. I think about it with, when it comes to deodorant and, and men specifically because men smell good when they're just men. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So says you. See? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and in the world of uh, in the in the man loving world that I exist, okay, there's this there is a riff between like do you or don't because sometimes not wearing deodorant and having that manly smell is really sexy and a turn on for some people, and yet then for others yeah. it's not. So you never know where you are. Like you just got to do you and hope that they also do themselves the same. But who's, but if uh, someone believes differently right. from you, for, do you out, make them an outcast, right. lock them in a closet? What are we right. supposed to do? Right. Well, that's where we're getting very confused with uh, now in, in society with, you know, the things that you prefer, your preferences and what you like are starting to get, entangled with social justice and and hate you know like oh you're anti-deodorant so you're a horrible person you're one of those yeah (laughs) one of those you're a granola chewer (laughs) (laughs) but who said we needed perfumes and colognes and deodorants it's weird it's very weird and i'd rather i'd rather us deodorantless but then we'd all smell. It could be that. Well, it could be that Victorian thing, you know, like 
they whitewashed everything. And if, because if you think about it, if everybody smelled, we'd all have our animalistic tendencies turned up a notch because like right. that does something in your brain. Like you, you, you are, cause you can be, I mean, that's a hormone thing. Like you could be attracted to someone because of their scent. So literally we're just covering it all up. So we don't think about that. So we can, you know, go to the office every day and be boring. That's <laughs> it. That's that. I figured it out. <laughs> Man. That's they wanted us. Well, it's just like clothes, right? Clothes as a social norm. And in the back in the day, they had to cover themselves up because if they didn't cover themselves up, what would happen? The men might get ideas. Oh, sure. That's why the woman was but, under but, 12 layers. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but even today, you're going to an event. How's everyone dressing? I have to dress the mm. same. Yes. You're going to the mall. How's everyone dressing? I have to dress the same. You, you wear a you know a ball that, gown right? to to Macy's. Yeah, right. That's which not is, normal. Which is so weird, especially like thinking about these people that are going to get their COVID vaccine in their you know evening gown, <laughs> their glittery ball gown, and <laughs> it, you know it's it's a celebration thing. So you know everyone's like, oh that's cute, but like you know we should be able to do that if you want to go to the grocery store in your glittery Jessica rabbit gown. Go ahead. Well, it's like, uh, you know, your, your kids learning how to dress himself mm. and they're, they're wearing their bathing suit, winter boots, you know, whatever the hell else together. Mm. And the mom has to have that disclaimer. Oh, he wanted to dress himself. Yes. That's just how the kid wanted to be. Why are we thinking of excuses? No. It is what it is. Well, then, then there's another norm where the parent is being held responsible for the child to be normal. And then, therefore, the mothers and fathers go in with the excuse of, you know, he picked that himself. Don't this look is at exhausting. Me. That is very exhausting. Watching what you say in public always pissed <laughs> me off. <laughs> well, you don't want to insult everybody by getting, you know, being a racist piece of shit, I guess. But well, you should be able to speak your mind, yeah. I guess. And well, I don't know. I guess it's because of what normal people would say. If they could, uh, you know, not uh, not bend to that norm, because I've always lived by the rule that um, what you say in public or wherever, if you're going to say it and somebody could possibly hear it, it should be something you would say to them. So what I would say, you know, when, hmm. when you're in that situation of, you know, in earshot, in eyeshot, you know, mind, mind your manners. And, but, and, and people that tell me, you know, they might hear you. It's like, well, I'm not saying anything that I wouldn't say to them. I'm not doing that in public anyway. <laughs> but yet people think that what I'm saying, what I'm whispering about or saying, uh, you know, trying to be quiet about it is something that. They think that other person shouldn't hear, which annoys me, because I think that that would be fine if they heard that. Which leads me to, you know, not not picking up on any of those social cues anyway. Well, that, 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 yeah, that goes back to what we were saying regarding being put on the spot, having to react immediately and no. not being able to. Because at least I, I guess I always knew that if you're going to be a terrible person with what you say, you should definitely say it in a private setting. But other people, I guess they wouldn't, wouldn't have that same process. People suck. Yes. Phone etiquette's a good one. Because phone etiquette, we wish we, we want to break all these norms. <laughs> I hate the phone. I hate the phone. Yes. And I do think we're going towards a society that will abandon the phone, even in business, I'm hoping. Because I used to say it would never happen. But No, it, it's, happening it's happening now. It's happening. Yeah. I cannot wait to work with a level of, of people that like literally they're they're telling me, don't call me. That will make my life much easier. Just texting me. 
I hate texting too now. Mm. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to you at all. <laughs> Do not reach out to me at all in any way. One of the things listed in this article was the norms are saying hello or goodbye. That's so true. Like, why? Why do we do that? Is it well? Just it's just being kind, isn't mm. it? I find kindness to be like good morning, or have a great day. And but isn't that but isn't that also a goodbye? It have is. a great day. That, that indicates it's a goodbye. Yeah. But the like words, a, hey, good morning. Yeah. It's a greeting. I think, right? Yeah, I guess. But the words, the, the word hello and the word goodbye, we don't need that. Because I guess that's what it's supposed to mean is like a, a kind greeting. But mm, I don't know. I think we could be more kinder because we've 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 killed them. We, hello and goodbye means nothing. It just is what it is. The English language needs to evolve. Yes. Replying to all texts and voicemails. These are norms. The hell out of here. Who taking, does that? Nobody. Messages. Yeah. <laughs> Do not lie. Yeah. Do not lie if someone has a wrong number. What's that mean? I don't even know what that means. Oh, I don't know. Do not tell telemarketers you will call them back. back. (laughs) Do not pretend you are an answering machine. (laughs) Parentheses. That's horrible. What the hell? That's just being really creative. Yeah. All right. That's going off the rails with the norm is that you feel so pressured by the norm that you would answer your phone and pretend that you're an answering machine. <laughs> to be so pressured to be nice, quote, that you would tell a telemarketer that you'll call them back. I cut them off if they're real if they're a real person these days. Well, I'll cut them off and say, I don't want to waste your time. We're done here. When I was a t- early teen, maybe about 12, 13, I hung up on a telemarketer and they called back to yell at me. Wow. I'll never forget that. They must have been having a really bad day. And it's like, fuck you, I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they called the wrong teenager back. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude, you know. Elevator Don't etiquette. Don't yell at me. Elevator oh, etiquette. I didn't know there was. <laughs> Here's my autism. I didn't know we had elevator etiquette. Yeah, I'm in a, you know what, it's, I'm in an elevator every damn day in my building. And it's, you're forced to acknowledge the, it's an acknowledgement Mm. of the person that's in the elevator already or who's coming in. You either, do you do the nod, you're a wave. Oh, see, I ignore them. Yeah. It's an acknowledgement. (laughs) I mean, but But that's because I live with these It's your building. Yeah, it's your building. If I'm in an office building, I don't give a shit about you. What the hell? We're all doing our own thing. Yeah. When they're your neighbors. Yeah, I would nod. But yeah, office building, we're just staring face front. But I love this. Never push any extra buttons. (laughs) Well, yeah, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Do not Don't be a dick. Do not go elevator surfing. Well, if nobody's in it and it's the middle of the night, why not? Go elevator surfing. Are these social norms or just being, you know, don't be a dick. dick. That's what this is. Exactly. Never stand right by someone if you are the only two people on board. Yeah, that's, just, that's just being a dick. All right. <laughs> Here, I disagree with the last. Do not say I'll wait for the next one if only one person is on board. I I find that to be perfectly fine and acceptable. Fuck this norm. If you don't want to ride the carriage with the one person, just say, that's okay. I'll get the I'll next get the one. next one. Thanks yeah. so much. Thanks so much. Because we should be able to say, you know, I don't feel comfortable getting on board with you. Whether you're looking creepy or I'm just totally antisocial, either one should not be an offense. That's like the other branch of this is, you know, fake offended people. Fake offense uh-huh. when you're, you, you, you were trained to be offended, much like the chewing with the mouth open. You've been trained to be offended by that. There's nothing wrong with that. Other than, you know, literally chewing with your mouth open, you do intake a lot more air and that like <laughs> causes things to happen in you. So really, it's better if you didn't. But if that's the way you eat, that's the way you eat. A lot like, you know, how you hold your ooh, dining etiquette. Jesus Christ. How you hold your forks, knives. Oh, get out of here with that. Yeah. 
I know people that, you know, they still eat like it's a shovel. And that's fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're at a perfectly set place, you've got six forks in front of you. What do you do? <laughs> There's no reason to have six forks. And then when some asshole has to lean over and be like, you know, you're eating your steak with your dessert fork. Fuck you. I will eat my sideways. <laughs> Well, eat my steak with my dessert fork or spoon, if I so please. That's just being a dick as well. Mm. Why, why do you feel the need to point that out to mm. somebody? Well, they, once again, turning it all around, it's all about really the person that's criticizing is criticizing themselves. They would feel horrible if they used the wrong fork. They would be embarrassed to know and to learn Get alive. So they're telling you because they think you care just as much as they do. When in fact, we do not. I think, you know, there's all these forks on the table. I'm just going to use one. I'd like to just do that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So think about that, people. The next time you're like offended, just automatically like. No one has come up to you and offended you. Like you're just watching something and you have some kind of natural reaction within you that says, oh, oh, my God. Oh, ew. Think about that. Think about where that's coming from. You're right. You're right. Hey, you figured out a lot of things today. We, we're always figuring out the things. Man. Shake hands with someone you meet. We yeah, this whole section, I think, is just this fantastic. Is, this is great. <laughs> We should not have okay. to. We should be able to be doing the fist bumps and the elbow bumps or, or bowing. Anything we want to do. And you should acclimate yourself to responding in that manner. Like if they don't shake your hand and instead bow or reach out to do the fist thing, you should well, be I think, fine yeah, I think with the COVID that. times have, like now we extend elbows in many, many circles and it's become a thing. Yeah. Why can't you adapt? What's wrong with that? But then it caused people to double down on the shaking, (laughs) double down on the shaking, because they're like, you know, well, we're not going to do any of that elbow stuff. We're we're real people. We're going to really close the deal here. Shake, shake, shake. (laughs) (laughs) Have direct eye contact with the person you're speaking with. No, not necessary. Okay. Consume Consume alcohol alcohol in moderation. Well, because if you don't, you're drawing attention to yourself. But it's the same crap over and over again. And no one knows how to deal with you. No. Uh, Yeah, that's the only thing there. That's not social norm. That's just, you know, don't be an ass. If you drink until you can't control yourself, you're an ass. They're a slob. They're a slob. You're infringing upon others. Unless the movie theater is filled up, never sit right next to someone. Okay. I kind of wish we would all understand that. (laughs) I don't don't know if that's a social norm. I just think that's a level of comfort where why do you want to sit next to anybody in the movie theater? Or on a bus, or on a train, on a plane. Yes. Or stand. Much as you you did to me in the the Instagram story, uh, the the illustration of the urinals, the (laughs) the man, the men at the urinals. It's a thing we all have to deal with where there's 25 urinals and they're all empty and the guy will come right next to you. Stand there. And he ain't ain't looking for a good time. He's just, he just like. Oh, he needs company. He's company. He's pee. Yep. And it's true. It's so true. Men do that. They need company while they pee. Because they don't just come right next to you. Then it's, how you doing? So Is it because they don't want to be, is it a noise factor? Like, we, I can't be the one peeing. If we do it together in unison, they're be. not going to know who's who. It could be. They're <laughs> pee shy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that to me, please. Because I think you're, you know, propositioning me. You've come up to me, <laughs> urinal, with nobody else in the room. 
What do you think? Should at least buy me lunch. Exactly. What do you think I'm going to think? Come on. Do not stand close enough to touch arms or hips. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Do not. This I have a problem with. Yeah. This. Do not curse in polite conversation. Oh, come on. And don't pick your nose. (laughs) (laughs) There's one that we've been programmed to believe. I just had this. I was on a Zoom call and someone was fervently picking their nose, like going to town. And for a moment, I was taken aback. And then I thought, why do I care? (laughs) Why should I care? Wouldn't I? And it's and why the answer from within is because I can't do that. So I'm going to, you know, chastise that person. Man, instead of myself, because I don't think I can pick my nose in public, but we could all pick our nose in public. That is what it's there. To be done with. (laughs) Yeah, but people don't want to be dealing with, you know, getting called out for it. How do you respond to getting caught? I would just well if if I was caught picking my nose it would be that I really had to. So, I'd be like <laughs> sorry, it was important. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and that should be enough. This is not just a casual, you know, picking. You just you don't just I guess some people just stick their fingers up there for fun, but as with most places why not that's true that's true jesus this one we've already covered wearing clothing especially in similar styles to others now saying please and thank you but but is it but come on go back to the cloak especially of a similar style that others wear come on Mm -hmm. why get the hell out of here could that was what i was always asking why do I have to? This wear? is why I was I was always abused for wearing black all mm. my life because no one else did, and it bothered people that I would wear black. Same. Get a life. Yes. Same. I've always been the man. And in only black. became excusable when they could put me in a box. Yep. Oh, she's one of those new wave goth girls. Okay, thanks. See, now why, it's okay. Why do they need that? They always have to do that. Bastards. <laughs> yeah, we should be able to wear whatever we want. I absolutely agree. Uh, please and thank you saying so. I don't. I don't know. If that's a norm. I guess it is a norm. Maybe that's, that's the kindness uh, bubble. Yeah, that's the difference. Is well, if you're not going to do that, how else are you going to display kindness? That's correct. I so agree. I'm fine living without it, but you need to then show me some sort of other way that you're being kind instead of just demanding me to do something. Well, since you can't stand next to people or touch them or look at them right, or whatever, right. then you have exactly. a problem. So <laughs> just say please or thank you. Yeah. Might as well. Be kind to the elderly. Like opening a door or giving up your seat. No, that's just kindness. I don't think that's yeah. a norm. That is just kindness. I mean, I would, yeah, I would do that to anybody yeah. who would need a seat, you know? It's not. It could kindness. be someone younger than me who's just like, not, who's struggling for, you You need this seat more yeah. than I. You're, Come on. You're helping someone. You're not doing anything else but helping them. It's not a norm. Jeez. I think that borders kind of on the whole ladies first thing. Like, that's what they're trying to say is, that's a norm. That, oh, well, ladies first and open the door for the woman. Oh, yes. We are delicate flowers. Please do that. I'm not too big on that. And pay for my meal while you're at it. I more so uh, would rail against the social norm of men getting freaked out when a man holds the door open for them. I'm holding the door open for you because you're a human and you're behind me. That's it. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Some dudes get kind of like, you know, testy about that. I'll slab it next time, my friend. No problem. Yeah, absolutely. Go to the back of the line. I don't go to the back of the line, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> Why would you go to the back of the line unless you were instructed? To, I don't know. Just... Or oh, is that what that means? Like literally, we or, we, we, we or don't cut yeah, the don't line, cut perhaps? the line. That's what it means. Yeah, don't cut the line. Yeah, don't cut the okay. line. We'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> because it's not normal. We're simply waiting in line. That's all there is there. And we were here first. That, 
That's a so, norm that I approve yeah. of. Get yeah. the hell back there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't invade someone's personal space. That's uh, it goes with the, the hips and the touching. <laughs> when it's someone's home, here's here's one that I could discuss for a while. When it's someone's home, ask permission, such as turning on the television or using the bathroom. What do you think about that? I've never had anyone ask permission to like. Where's your bathroom? It's right. Like, where? If you don't know yes, where it is, where? I'd be happy to yeah. be happy to point mm-hmm. it out to you. But like, why? I I, I wouldn't. I don't want to grant someone permission to. Yeah. To pee. That's a bodily function that you can't control. In fact, I can totally see your reaction if someone said, may I use your bathroom? Be like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) What else are you going to do? You know, (laughs) it's over here. You're sure. At any time, please. Yeah. And uh, but if you're in someone's home and you're turning on their television. I have so many questions. Why? (laughs) Why are you why are you in someone's home and you're turning on the television in a way that you should ask about it? Like if you're staying with someone and you've been there a day, I think well, then you it's should your, just you're living there. Yeah, right? you just turn on the television. Yeah. But if you're literally just visiting and you asked me, could you turn on the television? I'd be like, no, sit there and talk to me. We're here. To, <laughs> we're not here to watch. But I don't television. think anybody would ask that. I just yeah. think that's weird. That, that, that is weird. Yes, <laughs> that's very weird. Yeah. Or like, how about like getting a drink? Like, which when at one point, what point socially uh. does that happen? Where, uh, like, like if I say, let's just say it's me, and and we haven't you know, hung out in person, but you know me. So I'm at Well, I would house. want to give you a drink or something or yeah. something best show you my would, kindness. You would have all, to my yeah. home. You would have already offered me a drink. Yeah. There's there's the sticking point there. Yeah. We would have already offered the people a drink. If someone is in your house and they have to ask for a drink, that should be a problem for you because you didn't. Yes, because you, you yeah. what the hell everyone's yeah. starving and yeah, you're unable to pee in my home and drink. Exactly. <laughs> and in fact, if they don't ask and they just got up and got a drink, I would allow that because I have failed in getting them that drink myself. <laughs> and therefore I deserve them rooting around in my refrigerator or my cabinets. <laughs> Jesus. I have failed as a host and that's not a norm. That's just being a good host. And now we're like asking all those philosophical questions, like stopping at a red light. Why? Why is that a social well, norm? Well, well but, because... but the, these are laws. Yes, not, exactly. I mean, this, these are laws. These are yes. traffic laws. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. See, and this is what the the stupid people would do if we argued about picking our nose and and uh, you know standing next to each other. They would say, "Well, you stop at a red light, don't you?" This is what <laughs> stupid people do. That's exactly where they'd go. They'd drive like, on the right side yeah. of the road in the United States. But that's well, the law. That's the law, and that's what we do, so we don't kill each other. However, don't be promiscuous. That's not a law. That's not a law. And if you've got an agreement to be promiscuous, you can be promiscuous. Try to avoid burping or farting in public. I have. What if you can't? Yeah, you should be able to if you... Need to. I mean, I guess the intentional, you know, things that my 15 year old do, like, it's, I guess it's not appropriate, but, <laughs> yes. you know, I'm thinking of like the, the random adult. If, yes. I'm not going to abuse you if it happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're not talking about Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> but burping in public is kind of a thing. Like, and I don't, I think. I think it's because we humans burp so much that we don't even realize anymore. Oh, I don't think we realize it at all yeah, either. No way. There's like many, many times where someone will, you know, suddenly realize they've done it in public and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. But we don't we don't respond to it like a fart, though. Never. Someone can burp in public. As long as it's, I mean, again, well, Beavis and Butthead and Homer fart, Simpson. Yeah. It's never clear who did it. So you don't want sure. anyone thinking it's you. Right. So that's why it's all like, oh. Exactly. That's why everyone reacts that way. Yes. 
Assholes. <laughs> Farting does. Oh, the one it, who smelt it, dealt yeah, it. So it, get out of here. <laughs> it, it does make a statement. It's a lot like the whole deodorant thing. It's like you're making a stench statement. And you've got to be confident in that statement. And unfortunately, we can't control that particular stench. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things that happens, you know? It's like, okay, okay. Here's one right so what up are you going to do? Here's one with the red and green lights. Flushing the toilet. Well, that's not really a norm. <laughs> that violates health codes that's if you exactly. avoid it. <laughs> Calling to let someone know you'll be late. I think that's just that's kindness kind of, because you don't yeah. want someone waiting for hours and you know that you're sitting there picking your nose exactly. at home. Yes, in private. <laughs> uh, it's just—it's really interesting. It is. What's going on? We need to there? create our own list of norms. We do. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now that would be an abnormal normalcy. Well, how about wake up whenever the hell you want to wake up? Mm. If obviously, if you're sleeping longer, it's because your body needs it. Why do I have to conform to your six a.m. wake-up call? I don't know. That's a deep one. That speaks like volumes in all sorts of directions because like, why should we be punished also for waking up late as far as like literally just because everybody else was the early bird and got the worm. Right. Why does I, does I showing up at three, (laughs) 3 PM to get my worm make me look like, you know, that person. That's Interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah, I hate that one. I think there's nothing more as far as general conformity that I hate more than the time schedule of, of things. Like that I have to wake up at 5 a.m. if I want to get all the things done so I can then pretend to be a productive person. Hmm. Instead of just being a productive person at, you know, noon or something, which right. I think we would be if, you know, because then you wake up and you're you're there and people treat you like, well, you just got here. So you're not going to be productive because I know a lot of night working people like they are productive at night. So right. that works for them. And literally they do their best work at night. But if they're showing up at the group and everybody else is going home they're made to feel less productive and therefore then they start to doubt themselves and they do less because they're like, Oh, well, everybody else was already here. They already did their thing. You know, you have to have a lot of self-control to overpower that. I hate people. We do hate people on coffee house, but you know, yet we love people and yet we understand people better than other people. So Take that from this show. <laughs> understand. I hate people. being able to understand people. <laughs> that is a good one. That's all we've got. That's all we have for this wonderful edition of Coffee House. In April, you do you. You, you be do you. you. You be you. And let other people do the same. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you should be understanding people for who they are. Who they yeah. are, Mr. Rogers, for who they are. It's a, a beautiful, beautiful day, day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be yes. mine? Yes, absolutely. Won't you? Oh, I got to watch that Won't now. Got to find the old episodes. Mm-hmm. There's somewhere. Well, they're all old episodes. <laughs> Lady Elaine. Oh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood now. So, uh, It's just so peaceful and nice. We will. Handyman Negri. <laughs> Henrietta a, Meow Meow. Oh, See, all these stuff. It's great. Showing itself. I hated that cat. Did you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Man. Oxyow. Xyow. Oxyow. X. I had some things against those puppets. Man. Lady Aberlin. Come on. King she Friday. Was okay, it was that Prince that, Tuesday. Another guy in the in the village. Bob Dog. Bob Dog. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Now that you've taken that trip. <laughs> oh my god. We are done at the coffee house for another day. Good luck. Yay. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> You've been listening to Coffee House. For more, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Coffee House is brought to us by ForCulture.com. Hashtag art is important.